and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. On today's episode, I chat to the bookstagrammer Lucy from What Lucy's Reading. Lucy has a huge following on bookstagram and is known for her beautiful rainbow bookshelves and brilliant reviews. We chat about her feed and her choice to show herself in her pictures and how this decision came about. We discuss the YA genre and why she loves it. And we also have our usual segments, including our last now next reads and our deep dive this week, which is The Switch by Beth O'Leary. So just a heads up that we did have some sound issues at the beginning, but they are rectified around the three minute mark. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to So Novel Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Very excited. That's okay. Thanks for coming on. Now you're in Victoria. What's it like to be out of lockdown? Oh my gosh, it is just the best because <laughs> oh, I'm in like, I'm 15 minutes from the city in Melbourne. So like we've been on full on lockdown. It's just been crazy, but I've been able to go out and get coffee and have dinner with my parents who are regional. So it's been so nice to catch up with them as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's really good. And what did you, did you find that your reading changed during lockdown? At first, I wasn't reading at all because I've been working home like five days a week and I just was feeling depressed and just like not wanting to pick up the book. And because I read so much on my lunch break at work and on like my travel and everything, it was hard to sort of find that time that I wasn't just wanting to sit in front of the TV and watch mindless stuff. But like then it's gone up. And because I've had so many good books I've wanted to read and review copies and everything, I've just been suddenly like devouring books. It's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It must, it must feel good to kind of get some normality back. It is. It's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to start off with a little icebreaker question. So can you tell us what book has been on your shelf the longest? I said a lot about it. And so I picked it up. Yeah, I picked it up in 2018, so that's a few years, yeah. <laughs> to feature yourself in your photos, or did this kind of happen more organically? Because I feel like your account was one of the first accounts that kind of broke into this little Instagram niche of showing the person behind the account as opposed to just featuring books on the feed. Yeah, so it started off I did not want to show myself. Um, it was hard taking photos my partner used to take the photos for me and I am so particular about my angles and my partner um is he's six foot two and I'm five four and so he'd be sort of holding it up and it'd be like these bad angles and I would just constantly be looking at them going no 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 that's not right it's not good and he just would crack it and just walk out it was just it was awful but my first um post of me I think on my Instagram was uh, last year in February for uh, the YA day that we have in Melbourne and it was just me holding a huge pile of books and so it was like easy for me to sort of not have my face that much in it as well but then I sort of I kept on seeing people like Laura Bookish taking a lot of photos of herself that looked really cute and she had her right angles and everything so I started to post more and the amount of engagement I get on photos of myself versus books was pretty awesome so I just I got more co- yeah yeah and so then I bought a tripod and it was a lot easier to sort of work out my angles and get good photos and I didn't have my partner cracking it at me so it was yeah and I just love taking photos of myself now like that sounds like myself but um I just and like I just love showing off like cute shirts and stuff that I have and holding up books so I, I think it's it's fun and it's a good sort of change rather than just photos of books yeah yeah definitely no I I love seeing the person behind 
the, the account as well. And yeah, I think I'm not totally there with being that confident and showing myself just yet, but I'm getting a little better. But my, my husband is similar to your partner and he's like, oh, another photo. I'm like, oh, come on. It's just, you just got to get the one shot and just do it right. Listen to what I'm saying and it'll just be one shot and then you can go. And, but exactly. It makes it's it not this big thing. Yeah. <laughs> you see yourself a lot on your stories, which I think is also important. I have a lot of people message me saying they love like unboxings and me just chatting and things. And I think it's so nice to have Instagram stories. When they introduced it, I loved it because it's so good to get out of the like the cookie cutter sort of like photos and it's just all curated. And then yeah, yeah, you get I agree. Show, I think like, you get to show that side of, of your personality on stories, on stories, isn't it? And yeah, like you said, not as candid as the feed. So no, that's cool. Now I wanted to talk about genres as well. So I'm not a huge YA reader. I know, I know. <laughs> and not because I'm a YA snob. I just generally don't gravitate towards that genre. And I do have a bit of a confession. So I've never read the actor series. Is that how you say it? Actor or? Akatar. Akatar. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> but I, like, I know that you love it. It has like this real kind of cult following on Bookstagram. So I need you to sell it to me. Like, why should I read it? <laughs> so I only read it this year. Um, Maddie from Spark and Sparrow, the candle company, uh, and a bunch of my friends. So I'm in this group um, on Instagram that started off as a Spark and Sparrow rep group. And we just like, we still chat and it's awesome. Um, But yeah, Maddie and all these girls were pushing for me to read them. I had no interest. The covers, like the original covers did not sell it to me. I was just like, oh, it doesn't really look like something I'd enjoy. And Maddie kept on sending me like candles that were based on Akatar because she wanted me to read them and she knew if she sent me candles, I'd read them. So I picked up a copy at my op shop for like $2.50 and it was like perfect condition. And I devoured the first book and instantly went out and bought the second two because they were just... So I'm not a huge retelling fan either. So it's like obviously Beauty and the Beast retelling the first book and then a dozen after that. But it just... They're not really, I wouldn't call them YA because there's a lot of smut. Like I'm sure you've heard about Chapter 55, which is very sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I just, it's hard to sell it. I'm not very good at selling books, but I would be terrible at a bookstore. But it's like there's female empowerment and it explores like post-traumatic stress disorder and like, trauma and everything like that and it's just all there's so much great friendship as well and there's so many strong females and that's like the number one thing I need is like a strong female and someone who gets through their trauma and isn't just a damsel in distress like she starts off that way of she's sort of rescued but she's also like she so this book starts with her going out to the woods to Uh, get dinner for her family and she's the youngest sister and she's going out to kill animals for dinner for her two older sisters and her dad and they she comes back and her sisters are like oh you're disgustingly dirty oh like cook dinner for us and then she like she kills this wolf I think it is who turns out to be a fae and so then Tamlin this big wolf guy comes in and takes her away because she's killed this fae. And then she's so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really good and I think you should read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will add it to my list. <laughs> so what other YAs would you recommend as well? I'm very much YA fantasy and contemporary are my two genres. Um, oh. I depends on what you like more. What do you like more, fantasy or contemporary? Probably contemporary. I think the only fantasy that I've ever really enjoyed is like the Harry Potter series. I'm not a huge fantasy yeah. lover. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that you liked the Switch. Have you read Red, White, and Royal Blue? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh. What would you like then? <laughs> I liked, actually, I did enjoy um, The Hate You Give. I haven't read that one yet. I do have it on my shelf, but I yeah, haven't read it yet. I did enjoy that um, one. What else? Um, the Fault in Our Stars. I did enjoy that one. <laughs> I am a big John Green snob. I do not like him. Do not like Do you know what? That's the only one I like. So I have read, um, I'm just looking at Paper Towns and Looking for Alaska, and those two I was a bit like, hmm. Yeah, not loving it, but The Fault in Our Stars, oh, I did love that one. <laughs> I did enjoy it um, and I did enjoy the movie to an extent. Mm. But, yeah, I, I cried in both the book and the movie because I'm a crier. Same. I love to cry. <laughs> um, I think the number one book I would recommend at the moment that I have been talking about all year is Please Don't Hug Me by Kay Kerr. I've seen that one, but I don't know much about it. So it's the one with the donuts on the cover. It's really cute and it's pink. Um, And Keiko is um, from Queensland, so she's a fellow Aussie. And it's it's an own voices about, um, like, she's got um, autism and she's super, like, unaware of sort of, but also really aware. Um, so that sort of level and it's just a coming of age story year 12 struggling and just thinking that she needs to go to schoolies and that she needs to go to parties and she needs to do the formal and everything to have a proper high school experience when really like she doesn't really enjoy those sorts of things and it's really I got really emotional in it it was really beautiful and it's written all in letters to her brother and you don't know where her brother is. So it's it's a really interesting concept and it was really good. It was a five-star read for me. It's the number one recommendation I've been giving everybody. And everyone I've recommended it to has loved it. So, Ah, oh, okay. There you go. See, I, I had seen it but I didn't realise it was a YA novel. So there you go. Yeah, it does. Because I think um, Carly Finlay was talking about that one as well yeah and she seemed to love that so yeah I feel like Carly's um agent Danny Binks is um I think is Keiko's agent as well Ah. I would be surprised if that's why they were talking about it yeah so Ah. same literary agent yeah yeah very good there you go cool so our next segment is going to be a discussion about our last now next reads so Lucy would you like to start us off with what your last read was yeah so I finished a book last night called Date Me Bryson Keller and it was Super cute. So the premise is um, Bryson Keller is like this soccer genius god, sort of god of the school. He's beautiful, everything like that, but he doesn't date and he just finds high school dating a waste of time. And so he gets dead at the party that he, for three months, he has to go um, start a new relationship every week for like three months and he's not allowed to ask them out they have to ask him out and so at the start of every week at school the first girl who rushes up to him and asks him out dates him for five days just for the school week and it's been going well he's he like gently lets him down at the end of the week and no one like the dare is that he can't not continue dating them I think and get the the, get the girl to stay on and he's just gently let them down every week and then Kai, the main character, is a male and is queer but is closeted, asks him out. And so he has to say yes because he's the first person to ask him out and there's no rules against there being men not asking him out. So then they have this weak date, like, relationship and it was really cute. It was predictable, obviously, like, we all know that they're going to end up together, but it was really cute and I really loved it. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. I really like the sound of that actually. Yeah, it was really cute. It was really cute. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And what have you picked up a new book yet? I'm currently reading a few. I've been terrible. I I started Throne of Glass, 
but I've sort of put it down for now. I'm not really enjoying it that much. Um, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm, everyone is talking about that. Yes. It's very slow. It's very good. I really enjoy V. Schwab's writing, but it's a very slow one because it's so thick. Mm, it's like 500, is it 500 pages or something? 500 plus, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very good. It's very good, but it's very slow. And then I'm also reading um, Women Don't Owe You Pretty. Mm, I'm reading that too. <laughs> yeah. And it's really good. I'm really loving it. It's so pretty as well. And I love that she's done all the artwork for it as well. Yes. Yes. It's so bright, isn't it? I think that's what attracted me to it to begin with as well. Um, and then, yeah, with nonfiction November, I was like, yep, it's time. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> And have you got anything lined up for your next? Um, so many. I've got a few books on my review list that I need to get read. Um, but then I also have a few that I wanted to start. I've promised my friends that I'll read Nevermore before the end of the year. So maybe that one next. So that's um, middle grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's a fantasy as well? Yes. Yes, yeah. um, and there have been claims thrown out there that it is better than Harry Potter, so I'm <gasps> very excited. Oh, <laughs> that's a big claim, isn't it? It's a big claim. Because <laughs> there's quite a few books in that series as well, is there? Uh, there's only three at the moment. Um, so it has. So the third one only just came out a few months ago. Uh, but apparently I think there's meant to be nine in the series. Oh, wow. So sort of similar to Harry Potter sort of length and like middle grade when there's a series, it's a full-on series. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like Del Toro Quest and um, a series of unfortunate events. It's like full-on. They have so many books. I guess because kids love, if they love something, they love something. Yeah, true. I feel like they can speed read too faster than what we can as adults, like, you know, a book a day easily. <laughs> Well, my last read was Make It Happen by Jordana Levine. Um, it was a nonfiction, so it was kind of about manifesting and self-empowerment and I feel like I'm going on a bit of a woo-woo journey at the moment. So <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was a really good read and I've listened to a few of her episodes on her podcast and that, so I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm the same. I'm reading, well, I'm reading three books technically, but I have put one aside at the moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the same as you, I'm reading Women Don't Owe You Pretty. So I think I'm only maybe up to chapter two in that. But, um, yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've started Leave the World Behind. Um I've seen this one everywhere, mainly over in the States. I think it might be a bit bigger than what it is here. Um, it's like a dystopian fiction. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm only about 50 pages into that too. So it, it hasn't really gripped me yet, but it's kind of not my genre either. So um, yeah, I'm going to stick with it and see how I go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then next, I think I've got... The Betrayals by Bridget Collins. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see, yeah. That's a really pretty cover. It is. Both of her books are amazing because I brought her first one, which was, oh, I can't even think of what it's called now, um, but I brought it for the cover as well. <laughs> so when I seen this one come out, I was like, oh, I know that's going to be a really pretty cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm doing a read along with um, Tandem. So there's a few of us going to be reading it, which will be nice to discuss it along the way too. Oh, so. Yeah. I'm so bad at buddy reads. I'm them. I've only done one and I'll never again because I just, I was behind and then I was in front and <laughs> I like to read at my own pace and I think I stress the idea of someone else controlling my pace stresses me out. <laughs> Do you know what? I have to say, I, I think Red, White, Royal Blue was my first buddy read and if it wasn't for doing that buddy read, I probably wouldn't have finished that book. I, I know. <laughs> I'm definitely in the minority for that one. I just, I don't know, I just found it really cringeworthy. <laughs> That's fair. And there's like... 
I don't mind um I don't mind a sex scene. I love some smart. But when there's when a character's sort of like in bed, like and like talking to the person about like like stuff, it just it just like <laughs> It's just a flashback to sort of boys like messaging me when I was in high school and me not wanting to deal with that. So I think that was it's sort of like this PTSD of thinking about boys like going, what are you wearing and stuff? So I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> but I think I will read her new book. Like I did like, like I liked her writing style. I think it just kind of lost me in the last quarter where it was kind of all about the election and and that yep. part of it. Yeah, I was kind of wanting a bit more, yeah, a bit more of the romancy stuff, I think. But, yeah, no, I will read her next one. But, yeah, and going back to the – really good. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, is that, I think, early next year or mid next year? I think so. I think, like, January, I think it might be. Oh, so. January. Oh, closer okay. than what I thought. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Don't trust me on any dates. Ask anybody. I'm terrible at dates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds good to me, so we'll go with that. (laughs) Now, to wrap this segment up, can you tell us what have been your top three reads for the year so far? Oh, my goodness. You can't can't do that to me. Um, (laughs) This this question gets everyone. (laughs) um, Well, please don't hug me, number one. Uh, the Switch, number two, and then probably the Akatar series, number three. Oh, Like, if I'm allowed to lump them in as one. <laughs> well, you can do that. <laughs> so you've read the whole series this year? I have read it twice. Oh. I read the physical um, at the start of the year. I powered through it. And then I listened to the audiobooks. Because I'm working from home, I can sort of just listen to audiobooks but it has to be something I've already read. Otherwise, I don't pay attention. Yeah. So the audiobooks are really good. Um, I'd recommend them as well if you're into audiobooks. Okay. Does she narrate them herself? No. So it's actually quite annoying. Um, the first, I think the first two are narrated by the same person and then it switches to a new narrator and they pronounce names differently because a lot of the names, you know, in fantasy, it's you're unsure of like how to pronounce names. Like, one of the characters I got told was pronounced Lucian, but I was pronouncing pronouncing it Lucien, but that's because it has my name and then an N on the end. So I think I'm so self-absorbed that I'm like, yeah, it's pronounced this way. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like that actually with um, the Harry Potter series with Hermione, like, yeah, and Sirius Black, like I would just be, you know, making these names up in my head and kind of breeze yeah. over the name <laughs> when you're reading it. <laughs> And, and then, like, the movie ruins it and it's like, that's not how I was saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, mine, mine was correct. <laughs> My mum read the first couple of books to me because I was, I was 10 when they came out. And she, I think she pronounced it Hermione. Yeah, I think that's what I said too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so we're going to do a deep dive today. So we're going to be looking at a book that Lucy and I have both loved, 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 and we did just mention it before. Um, So, yeah, it's in the top three of Lucy's books of the year. So we're going to talk about The Switch by Beth O'Leary. So um, quick overview of the book. The book is about Lena and her grandmother Eileen, and they decide to switch lives for a few months. So they switch houses and friends and Lena joins the neighbourhood watch committee. I think that's one of my favourite parts <laughs> uh, that her grandmother would normally attend. And there is, of course, a love interest for both ladies, but there is also uh, this underlying rawness to the story, which is a result of a tragedy in the family. So let's start, Lucy, with your favourite character. Were you Team Eileen or Team Lena? I was definitely Team Eileen. I loved her so much. She was just everything I could possibly want for a grandmother. She was just amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> me too. Me too. I was definitely Team Eileen. <laughs> um, yeah, so because Eileen moves into London, which was where Lena was based, and she takes over her flat and... Um, 
I loved the little group of friends that she formed in the apartment block. Like it's kind of this group of, I guess you'd call them, I guess misfits in a way, you know, all different backgrounds, ages, and, yeah, they help Eileen navigate the world of dating, which was really fun. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, so cute. Fact that they sign her up for online dating. Yes. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the thing I loved about this book is that we go on this romance journey with a 79-year-old, which is Eileen, who is still keen as ever to not only get her rocks off, but to fall in love again. And I loved how O'Leary included the online dating. Um, into Eileen's story. So, you know, she was out there online dating. She was almost victim to cyber fraud and it just felt really fresh, like, and really now as well. Yes, it was so devastating. Like, I picked up pretty fast that she was going to be screwed over by that guy. I was like, oh, he's too good to be true. No way. Oh, yeah, that was... uh, I was so glad that they caught it just in time as well. That was so stressful for me. I was like, no, I <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because, like, my name used to be on Facebook and that, like, before she passed. And, um, yeah, she would do, like, all this sharing of all of these photos and stuff. And it's like, man, no, you can't, you can't do that. She's like, yeah, but it's on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, th- there's rules when it comes to this. <laughs> Oh, bless. My grandma would have no idea. Like, she was, like, she's no longer with us either, but she would have just, like, I don't, she barely even could use a mobile phone. It was, like, she had one of the Nokia sort of old things. Yes. Press the buttons and call and that was it. (laughs) Because I think that's what Eileen originally had in the book too, wasn't it? She had the old Nokia and she had to give that to Lena. Yeah. Yeah, they switched phones. That was the best bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think I would be able to do that. Like now, like I'm addicted to my phone. I couldn't imagine going back to like Snake as my entertainment. I could not I if I leave my phone at home like even if I just go I was trying to do it for a while to just get coffee when we just walk with a coffee and I would leave my phone at home and I just would like be antsy and like because I'm always on Instagram I'm always on like talking to people and just checking constantly it's so unhealthy I should probably switch to a Nokia (laughs) (laughs) maybe we all need that Nokia break again Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I think I was I was kind of hoping for some steam between Lena and her love interest. I think that's probably the only part of the book that fell a little bit flat for me was kind of their ending. What did you think about their relationship development through the story? Yeah, um, to an extent I was okay with it because ultimately I see this book as um, a book about friendship and family and those sorts of things and then the love like storylines were just like third for me with that because I I've been really loving reading books about friendship lately because I'm so over like especially especially like heterosexual relationships <laughs> it's just like it's the same thing over and over again um so I really loved that that was sort of like a backstory was not backstory, but you know, like really lower. Like a on second her. plot line. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that about this book, but at the same time, I love enemies to lovers as well as one of my favorite tropes. So I did enjoy that. They sort of had that, that snarkiness and the sass and, but yeah, it didn't, it, the relationship wasn't fully sold to me. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I, I really liked him and I really wanted them to get together. Um, But, yeah, I was just, yeah, just like, I just want some more. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been nice to have just had that little extra of just like seeing a little bit more sexual tension would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree because I liked um, how Eileen's love story wrapped up. Um, I felt, yeah, I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With 
without giving away any spoilers. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, I just, yeah, Lena didn't sell it for me, but I get what you mean by the friendship and the family and that. Like I definitely yeah. agree with that. And I think there has been so many good books come out this year with friendship kind of that underlying storyline. Yeah. 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 So it was really nice to see that. Now, I don't think we can discuss the switch without talking about her debut, the flagship. (laughs) (laughs) So this was a hot book all over Bookstagram um, when I first joined. And I think it was a hot topic when the switch was released that everyone wanted to compare the flat share to the switch. And I think the biggest criticism I seen was that the switch didn't really live up to the hype of the flat share. Now, personally, I'm in the minority on this one because I actually much prefer the switch over the flat share. I wasn't a huge fan of the flat share, but I think that's because I came into that hype that was already there with the flat share. Whereas I was lucky enough to read this before it was released. So it kind of, even though the hype was there because it was another Beth O'Leary novel, like it hadn't fully had that dial turned up just yet. So I did really enjoy that. But I wanted to hear your thoughts in, um, yeah, this comparison that everyone seems to love. (laughs) Well, I did see the flat share a little bit on Bookstagram, but I think I got in before it was super hyped because I just loved the cover. I loved the premise. I love uh, there's only one bed trope. Mm, love that one. Um, I devoured the flat share and I absolutely loved it. Complete five-star read. Um, I loved that it was, that it's chiclet, but it's so much more than chiclet because it goes in depth into like the minds of people and how they experience trauma and how like an abuse and how it actually all like panned out and everything like that. It wasn't just like girl wants boy, girl gets boy sort of situation with chiclet a lot of the time. And so it was just so raw and emotional. I loved that about it, but I agree with you. I loved the switch more. But that's because of the friendships and the fact that it was mostly about friendships and family and, like, how important those friendships between females are and that it does have that comment on, like, you know, at the start where the she's the receptionist or the admin assistant or something is really nasty to Lena and is, like, this idea of, like, women on women, like, competition sort of situation and I was like oh god is that going to be one of those situations but it wasn't at all it was completely women like uplifting each other and everything and that's what I think I loved most about this one and then the friendship with Eileen and her neighbor was beautiful and there's like one of the quotes in there is just just about friendship and how strong friendships are and that they'll just be there for you. I think we need to be seeing more about the female friendships. And I think people are saying that a lot lately. And we are seeing better relationships with between females and it's less of a competition. But I want to see it so much more because, like, all my female friends are so special to me and they care about me and I know that they're going to be there for me. Whereas, like, who knows what will end up happening with my partner? Who cares about him? It's But it's female friendships. It's just. It's so special. So that's why I loved the switch. Yeah, I love that. And do you think maybe that's why people were a bit put off with the switch because they were expecting that kind of that romance and that love story that the flat share was, whereas the switch, I guess, yeah, like we were talking about before, the romance is kind of on that that second plot line as opposed to the real focus of the book? I'd say so. I think after, like, the wild relationship of... um, what is it? It's, um, Leon and uh, t- Tiffy. Tiffy, yeah. yeah. Tiffy yeah. and Leon, like that, their relationship was so like hot and steamy at points and things like that. And I think that's obviously awesome. But then, yeah, they would have expected to come into this thinking, oh, it's going to be another situation of like steamy relationships and romance and everything. Whereas it really wasn't. It was 
so much more, which I love to say. And now I think she has a, another book coming out next year too, Beth O'Leary. Yeah. Road trip. That's it's a road it. trip. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes, me too. I think that's going to be kind of one of those books of the year again, I think. Definitely. I yeah. think she's only, she's only going to go up and up, I think. She's with a debut that's done so well. And then a second book that's just as strong. I think she's she's going to kill it. Yes. Yes, me too. <laughs> now, to finish up our chat, I wanted to play a game of Fast Five. So five quick questions to get to know you a bit more. So number one, are you a daytime reader or a nighttime reader? Daytime. Daytime. Ooh. So is that, do you, is that because you work at home, you get more time through the day? Yeah, so I'll read during my lunch break, um, unless I've got to take photos of bookstagram. Um, so I'll mostly read during my lunch break and then I finish work at 4.30 and so my partner's still working because he's working from home as well. So he'll work till 5, 6. So I'll just sit on the couch reading and then we'll tend to watch something together and eat dinner. So it's sort of that time that I have. And then on the weekends I read throughout the day as well, so... But I think when I'm back at work, it'll probably be more nighttime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, do you have a TBR monthly pile or are you more of a mood reader? I always try and set TBRs and they never really work out and I always end up like hating myself for not reading them. So I tend to not set them. I know that I have I have a list of, like whenever I receive a review copy, I write it on my list and I like work out what date I have to have read it by. So that sort of sets what books I have to read each month. But then I'll just go to my shelf and look at like the 200 plus books that I haven't read yet and decide what I want to read from that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your shelves, did they um, grow when you joined Bookstagram? I've always loved books my mum's a librarian so Ah. I've always had like always felt books are very precious my mum would go to events and bring home signed copies of books for me and things so I've always had a lot of books but I definitely think they have grown a bit one because um rainbow (laughs) (laughs) I need to have lots of um different colored books for my rainbow and two because I'm constantly seeing books that I want to read and people are recommending them to me and so they definitely have grown but I think they would have grown naturally on their own without bookstagram yeah yeah sure so side question does your mum have an amazing library at home library lucky no um he doesn't so she was a teacher librarian um so she would spend because she'd have to read all the books so at it was in high school, so it was good because she'd read a lot of YA and then give them to me to read as well. Uh, but so she'd she'd just borrow a lot of books, and she goes to the local library as well. She's very much a borrower, and now she's coming over to my house and borrowing my books. And for a librarian, she doesn't take care of books the way that I do. So I'll take photos of the books that I lend her, and so I have proof of how they looked before they left my house. Um, but she just came over the other day because I hadn't seen her in a while and she said, I want some good fantasy and I didn't want to lend her my Akatar series because I like to have my books at home for photos, but she took my Akatar series. I have these, the new edition, so it's fine, but she took the original copies and <laughs> she's like, oh, this is exactly what I want. And I was like, no, you can't take them, but she did. So, but, It'll be interesting to see what she thinks. I hope she loves them. But. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why I have a select few that I will only loan to. Like I've only got like maybe two or three friends that I loan to and I always, you know, put them into a bag when I give that to them and I put a bookmark in there as if it's a hint like, please don't dog ear, like here's a bookmark, you use it. <laughs> 
Yeah, my mum's good about that. She'll always use a bookmark and she has a lovely trim and thread bookmark that I gave her. So, Oh, lovely. <laughs> yep, <you> got it. <laughs> uh, now, number three, do you, I think I already know this question, this answer. Do you reread or are you a one-off reader? I'm mostly a one-off. Oh, okay. Mostly. Um, I have a select few books. Like I'll happily reread through audiobook because like it's just something to listen to if I get sick of the music I've been listening to uh but yeah there's really only a couple of series or like standalones that I'll reread um but a lot of my rereads are Tamara Pierce uh so that's middle grade as well um Song of the Lioness Quartet and um Protector of the Small they're really cute books and I always love rereading them and then I also reread The Flat Chair this year with audiobook. I don't know, like, you should highly recommend the audiobook because Leon has an Irish accent and Irish accents, like, just, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing with audiobooks, isn't it? It's like the 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 narrators either make it or break it. Like, I was listening to The Rosie Effect and it's just this guy who reads it. Um, and there was, I don't know, there was just no personality about it, I felt like. And he kind of tried to make like a bit of a female voice when he was talking to female parts. And I was like, oh, I can't listen to this. <laughs> I actually couldn't stand those books. No. My mum devoured them and lent them to me and I just couldn't and he actually um he did my degree so we did the same degree and so he came to talk at uni and he just seemed so up himself that I just couldn't handle it I was like okay yes your books have sold millions whatever but you still need to be a little bit down to earth and a little less up yourself like calm down you're not you're not like you know JK Rowling yeah exactly you (laughs) know calm down (laughs) yeah I must admit too I'm a bit the same as you like um what's it the Rosie Project like I read that and I was a bit like "Mm, yeah like it's, it's okay but I wouldn't go tell anyone to read it type thing and then yeah I was just looking through um the borrow box through the library and the rosy effect was on there and I was like oh yeah I'll give it a go but yeah I think I only got a few chapters in and I was like yeah no this is it for me (laughs) yeah I was I started the rosy project I think I got like three quarters of the way through before I DNF'd it and so I I think it was the free book of the month or something for Audible. And so I, I got it to listen to it and I got like 10 seconds in. I was like, no, this, this narrator is awful. Yeah. I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, number four. Oh, well, my question was, do you listen to audiobooks? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, you were saying that you only like to do kind of rereads on audiobooks. Um, has there been any that you've tried to do as a first-time read? So I only do rereads when I'm at work. So I will listen to audiobooks, like, on the train and I, like, I had... Um, I had a concussion, (laughs) like a very mild, mild concussion from netball, just very mild. I was running backwards and hit my head. It was very embarrassing. Uh, But so I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't be on my phone and I couldn't read. So I I would listen to audiobooks then. And just if I'm really tired and don't want to hold up a book, that's when I'll listen. But, yeah, so I actually listen to them quite a bit. My favourites are the Lunar Chronicles, really good. Don't think you would like them, fantasy okay. YA, so just don't even, don't even bother. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> and then I've been listening, my friend is in love with How to Train Your Dragon, the books. And um, I didn't know there were books. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. okay. Tell me about these books because I love the movie. So I have a four-year-old and every time, well, I'm like, let's watch the movie. I'm like, let's watch How to Train Your Dragon. And he'll be like, oh, no, I've seen it so many times, but I love Toothless and I cried in every movie. And, oh, I love them. <laughs> well, disclaimer, the books are completely different. Oh, So Toothless is actually the size of like a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel like so he's really small and he's got a lisp and um so I've been listening to the audiobooks wait for it read by David Tennant so very good very very good um I highly recommend but I also highly recommend you read them like I guess four-year-old they're not going to sit patiently but like Two years' time, I reckon, would be a good time to start reading them maybe. Uh, but it's completely different storyline. Toothless is useless and talks. So oh, I think that's what I liked about the movies is that they didn't talk. <laughs> no, it's so different though. He's like the sassiest, laziest little thing who thinks that he's the best at everything and he's, Oh, he should be useless, not toothless. Like, honestly, <laughs> so funny. And I, like, I would recommend the audiobooks, but I also have, like, the first book my friend met, um, Cressida, who's the author when she was over in England, and got the first book signed for me, which is so nice. What? And so I'm, I feel so lucky she did that for me. And uh, I just, I think that they're better than the movies. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So are they... Were they, like, was the movie based on the book or the book yeah. after the movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so the movie after, um, but they've changed so much about it, like, so much. So in as you know, the movie, they the dragons are bad, but in the books most of the dragons are good oh. and, well, bad, you know, yeah. and good. Um, so they all have a dragon, like they all have their own little personal dragons and stuff uh-huh. like that. Oh, I'm really excited now. And so it's a series? Yeah, it's, I think there's like eight books, so it's quite long. But it is very um, it is very young, like there's little, like there's poo jokes and things like that. It's very... My really four-year-old cool. would love it then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it we is might. like really important, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to listen to that on audiobook then. He'd probably really enjoy that. Yes, it's really, they're really fun. They're really fun. Oh, yeah, because I've seen you before with your little toothless plush and the candle. Yeah. Oh, love it. Uh, Last question, paperback or hardback? Paperback, definitely paperback for many reasons. (laughs) Please Um, please explain. (laughs) Well, I just love the way that they look on my shelves, that they're always, like I can get all the same size. Um, and that they fit really nicely. Then I'm also very cheap. I would rather buy like two paperbacks versus one hardcover or like three, even if I get like a cheaper one or they're on sale. Um, and then they're just easier to hold. I always stress about like hardcovers, like damaging them. I do have a lovely um, like cover, dust cover that's like fabric that I bought from Craft of Stars. Um, so that protects my book, which is really nice when I'm reading it because I have a few hardcovers um, that I've been reading lately, but mostly paperbacks because they're just so much easier and I feel less stressed reading them too if I'm reading a hardcover. I'm like, I spent this much money on it and what if I don't like the book? So I only really get hardcovers if I know I love the book. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd never loaned out a hardback one because I'm like, no, I've this is too expensive to loan out. And if you damage a corner, I'll be really cranky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think here in Australia, like hardbacks, yeah, like what you were just saying, they're a lot more expensive and they're, you know, not as common as what they seem to be in the US. Like hardbacks seem to be their our paperbacks. Yeah, I think, like, because I've studied it, writing and editing degree and I just know how hard it is to even get a book published here, let alone in a hardcover because it's just so much more expensive to print a hardcover 
And so there's that huge risk, especially for a debut author of like, we've printed this much hardcovers, we've paid this much money for it, what if it doesn't do well? So I think it's so much easier to do a paperback for that. But it's the opposite with children's books for like um, like uh, picture books. They print it in a hardcover first and then if they all sell out, then the next run is a paperback, which I find interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. There you go. Yeah. I guess us parents like the hardbacks because they're harder to rip. <laughs> oh, I, I'm all about the hardcovers for picture books. I'll always buy my nieces and nephews. Like, and I buy picture books myself. Yeah. <laughs> even if it comes in a board book, even better. <laughs> yeah, oh, board books, yeah. Easier to turn the pages, so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to what you were just saying about the print run and that, um, so it seems to be like nonfiction is more common to come in a hardback. Is there a reason for that? Oh, I'm not really sure. I guess depend I guess like nonfiction as well if you look at like who's publishing it and who like who wrote it if it's like a well-known person like obviously all the like the um football stars and stuff because my my partner only reads like football books um hurts <laughs> my soul um but so they're obviously like his well Nick Nick Rewalt because he's a St Kilda fan. Um, like, obviously, they know that that's going to sell, so they'll print it in a hardcover and, like, it's nice and it's fancy and, yeah, like, you probably feel like a book reader reading it, like, oh, my hardcover book, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe because it's based in gu- uh, guys too, they know that, like, paperbacks probably won't last yeah. as well. <laughs> that's <laughs> very <hardbacks>. true. <laughs> Well, Lucy, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, We've had a great chat. And, um, yeah, like I said before we started recording, I'm so glad you're sitting in front of your bookshelves. (laughs) I get to see them in in the raw, in the flesh. (laughs) Uh, And now if you wanted to check out Lucy's feed, you can find her on Instagram at whatlucysreading. That's L-U-C-I-E. And I'll also link that in the show notes as well. So thank you again thank you for having me (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode please let me know you can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on apple Podcasts, or find me on instagram at so novel podcast thanks for listening and until next time happy reading